Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. Today it's me, Greg, and today I have a special guest with me, Neil Belchenko, co-founder of BikepackersMagazine.com and accomplished bikepacking racer, arguably one of the best in the nation, if not the world. So thanks for joining us, Neil. Uh, absolutely. So last year, Neil took third place in the Tour Divide as a rookie. While he didn't win, he was within half an hour of first place, even after almost 3,000 miles of racing. And he succeeded in breaking the previous Tour Divide course record. His race resume also includes wins at the Colorado Trail Race and more. In his inaugural attempt at the 750-mile version of the Arizona Trail Race this spring, Neil both won the race and set a new course record. So today we're going to hear more about his record-breaking ride on the Arizona Trail. Neil, first, tell me, what was your previous experience with the Arizona Trail Race? Actually, I think it was four years ago, I did my first bikepacking race, and it was the Arizona Trail Race 300. Um, and if you're not familiar, there's a 300-mile version, uh, which starts in Parker Canyon Lake, and then it goes to the Picket Post Trailhead, which is kind of outside of um, the Phoenix area. And then there's the 750-mile version that goes from border to border, the Mexico border to the Utah border. Um, so I, I, I did the, uh, the 300 version, um, and that was just a, a fantastic experience, such a brutal course. I had no idea what I was in for. Um, and I finished that in like two days and 20 hours, just about three days. And then the next year I came back, um, because I wanted to, uh, obviously just, you know, um, go a little bit faster. Uh, uh, the previous year I had some mechanical issues, so I knew I could go a little bit faster and, um, and yeah, and, and I raced Kurt Refsnyder and Aaron Gully that year, and we all broke like 50 hours of um, 50 hours on the course, which was like unheard of at the time. None of us brought like sleeping bags or anything like that. We just kind of went in one push. Um, and so that kind of was my experience um, with the first 300 miles. Other than that, I hadn't ridden any of the uh, the other part of the course at all. Um, just just had to do a little bit of route logistics and stuff like that to familiarize myself. But um, other than the 300-mile version, yeah, that uh, that was it, really. Wow, so that's a whole 450 miles you never experienced before then. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, and I felt super comfortable with that 300-mile version. That was, like, the first time I totally knew what to expect um, in that that section, um, which is great because, you know, I felt more confident. Um, I think I went faster in a lot of sections. Um, I slept a lot, which was great. Um, but yeah, after, after getting past, uh, the picket post trailhead, I really, uh, I didn't know really anything at all, just other than, you know, the, the things that I kind of researched in front of my computer, um, leading up to the race. So what was your official finishing time and how much did you beat the record by? Um, my finishing time was six days, 12 hours and 28 minutes. And the previous record was seven days, six hours and change. Um, so I beat it at about 18 by about 18 hours, which, um, which is, I was pretty pleased with. Uh, I actually had no idea I had that in me. Um, but, uh, a lot of things, a lot of things kind of went right. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Um, man, that's so impressive. So in one of your social media posts, you mentioned that the AZTR is more of an adventure race than a bike race. Can you explain that thought a little more? 
Yeah. Um, that's funny. It, when I'm out there, you know, you're, you're thinking a lot when you're in the saddle and, you know, you're riding your bike 20 hours a day, 22 hours a day. And you get through like all of these thoughts, um, after, you know, after you, you go and experience a, a crappy piece of trail or like a hike a bike or something like that. Um, and that's just for any, you know, bikepacking race, like Colorado trail race, whatever. But for the Arizona trail race, you have these sections in the route that are way more ridiculous than any other trail that you would ever imagine. Like I, I remember talking to some hikers this year on the on the route and we were talking about a tough section and they're like yeah this isn't even a hiking trail this is just a trail and and the arizona trail is notoriously known to you know for hikers and, and backpackers and stuff like that but when they said that i was like man you're right it's 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 tough so um a few of the sections that kind of stand out one is oracle ridge and essentially it's um if people are familiar with Mount Lemon, it's right off of Mount Lemon. It's the ridge that um, travels north to south, pretty much. Um, and it travels down into Oracle, Arizona, eventually. But it's a um, it's a trail that's completely overgrown. It has a bunch of sharp, pointy things, including cactus and cat claw and all these just brushes, brush and everything that just cut you up. Um, no matter what, you can't even avoid them. If you're, if you're, uh, your skin touches the, uh, the brush or whatnot, it'll make you bleed. It's ridiculous. But on top of that, you have this like ridiculously steep, um, sections where you have to climb up or push your bike up, you know, pull, pull your brake levers so your bike doesn't move and then stand up, um, on like a rock and then continue to do that 20, 30 times in a row going like 0.001 miles an hour, ridiculously slow. And, <laughs> um, and then, and then even the descents are so steep. Your hands are just like, I can't even, I can't even break anymore. Your hands are so fatigued. They're so steep and so long and so rocky. Um, so sometimes I would even have to walk those, uh, which is something you never really want to do is walk a, a, a descent. So that's one example. Another example, um, a little bit further north, uh, is the Highline Trail, and this is north of Payson, Arizona, um, and it's kind of the similar concept. It's not as sharp, which is nice, but you have just ridiculously steep grades. Um, you just have to do that brake, lever, hold, and then climb just a number of times. I think it's like twenty miles of just on and off your bike. And then um, to get to the top of the rim, and I think it's outside, I think what it does is we climb out of the, or on top of the Colorado Plateau eventually then. And it's just like this straight hike a bike um, just for like a mile. And it's just so steep that it, hikers wouldn't even want to do it. Um, and then the, the biggest one is the, uh, it's the, the Grand Canyon. Um, and if many, many people probably don't know, but you're not allowed to bike, um, inside the Canyon itself. Uh, and so the, the Arizona trail goes and travels from the South Kaibab to, um, down to the Colorado river, 
and then back up to the North Kaibab. Um, it's 21 total miles, and you have to actually throw your bike on your back. So a tire is not technically allowed to touch the um, the inside of the canyon. Um, and so yeah, so that that's like that was like the biggest part of the um, when I said adventure race and not a bike race. That's kind of what I was talking about because I it took me 16 hours to hike from rim to rim. And I had a 45 pound pack or 45 pound bike rather on my back back. Um, and there's really no easy way of carrying your bike. You know, you have uh, a backpack that's kind of you know, a makeshift backpack system that uh, you carry your bike on, on your back and, and make it work. But really it's, it's super uncomfortable. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, it's pretty ridiculous. And I, I just, I feel like I need to say that because I myself was just blown away by the difficulty of that portion of the race. Um, and I feel like if, if anybody wants to consider doing something like this, that, that should be, um, in their mind because it is, uh, it'll break you down. Luckily it's pretty darn close to the finish. Um, but if you're doing it backwards, you have to start with it, and that would be just so brutal. It's it's so difficult. Man, that's incredible. <laughs> um, are there people out there sort of like monitoring that section? Like did you run into any officials while you're going through there or anything like that? No, it's kind of more or less an underground race, so there's no officials. There's no um, – yeah, there's there's not really anybody watching you. The only thing that you have is a tracker and a spot. Um, and you can be viewed on a website called trackleaders.com. But other than that, it's, uh, it's you and the trail and miles ahead of you. Uh, there was a few people in the Canyon that kind of knew what was going on. There's a bunch of people that were like, what are you doing? Um, and I had to explain myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, there it's, it's pretty incredible. And the, the looks that I got when I was on the trail were, uh, were pretty funny. Luckily I did it closer to the, uh, the, I, I started, I, I dropped in at 7 PM. So I only ran into a, a handful of folks hiking back out. Um, which is nice because, sure. you know, the bike is pretty big and bulky and you have to kind of avoid a bunch of, uh, it would be an, it's just annoying to avoid a bunch of people and stuff like that. Um, let alone trying to, make sure you don't fall off the side, um, which if you do, you're probably not going to be living. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's nutty. So remind me, you, you did that in 16 hours across the Canyon, 16 hours across the Canyon. Yep. And so did you just power through the night then you said you dropped in at seven o'clock? Yes. Seven o'clock dropped in, um, made it down to, phantom ranch which is this like um kind of a bizarre little um cabin area with a bunch of um just kind of like a little community down there that i think you can rent out cabins and stuff like that for like rafters and stuff Uh, but i made it down there i think at midnight or somewhere right before that and then there's a spigot down there and I was just like sitting there drinking water, falling asleep while I was sitting there. And I was like, yeah, I should probably fall asleep for a few hours. Um, my plan was to just bust it all out, all in one one push. But 
uh, I decided not to, and I took a nap for about two hours next to this spigot, um, and then woke up and and finished pretty much the fourteen. Uh, I finished fourteen more miles um, that that morning from two to eleven p.m. Um, and I think it's like from that point it was like five thousand vertical feet of climbing out in fourteen miles. Um, yeah, so it was just it was brutal, and I was just in pain like crazy. Every every little pressure point on my backpack and my bike were were just killing me, and so I had to like stop probably like once every forty five minutes and just take the pressure off my back and put the bike kind of down on a rock, lean up against a rock, um, and then get up and continue to push on. But, uh, yeah, it took, it took a long time, man. That sounds kind of miserable. It, it, it honestly so... really was. I was not, <laughs> I was not enjoying myself at that moment, but I knew I had to do it. Uh, and that's kind of what, what has been, uh, keeping me away from the race the past few years, just because I, I haven't really wanted to, uh, do that hike. It, it's just, it hasn't really been on the top of the list but the it's a it's a really famous bikepacking um route and and race so i it had to be done eventually right on so we talked about a lot of really challenging parts were there any parts of the course that you just really enjoyed and had a really fun time on the 300 mile course in general um it's it's a tough course there's some sections like oracle ridge um in there, but in general, I really had a good time because a I wasn't really like racing to win it um, win that first 300 miles, um, and in the past I was or I was racing as hard as I could, you know, um, in the past. And so this year I kept my head up and um, I really enjoyed it. I was actually um, I passed Kurt Refsnyder, who was the uh, the previous record holder on the course. And he still hold, holds the uh, 300 mile course record. And, um, we, he was going southbound this year just kind of for fun. And, um, and I ran into him outside of Oracle and, uh, I just was mentioning to him, man, this is like, I never remember this being such a pretty area and the sun was setting and it was just, it was stunning. But, um, I was just telling him, yeah, I'm just really enjoying myself. I'm keeping my head up for like probably the first time ever doing this route. Um, so that was one of the sections that I really kind of enjoyed a lot of. Um, and it's super fast. It's not too technical. Um, and then what else? There's a bunch of fun, flowy sections up north. Um, the descent off of um, San Francisco Peaks outside of Flagstaff is super, super fun. I had to trudge through uh, a bunch of uh, snow up there, though. Um, but that wasn't too bad. Um, and then, and then after the the rim, there's a snow detour that's pretty typical every year that we take, and um, so we stay off the Arizona Trail and stay on some pavement, and uh, and that's always always nice to get some fast miles out. Do you think there were any specific strategies or tactics that helped you set the record? Uh, there's a few things that I do in general when I'm doing these bikepacking races, um, and I would say probably the most important one is to uh, just stay on my bike, keep moving forward. 
um, a lot of times resupply points will just suck you in um, and you'll sit down and 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 have a meal and enjoy it. And I still I, I sat down in a few locations and had some fast food, but I stuck to fast food just because it's, you know, you get it quickly and it's not like an environment that will um, it's not like you have a waiter that will keep serving you stuff and. So that that's one thing that I, I really just try to um, try to you know keep doing is is just to to keep my my stops fast um, and you know other than that just ride my own ride um, you know have fun out there just you know race race my own pace but still you know race hard uh, and ride fast. Um, but yeah, it typically just, I don't know. I think one thing that I've been doing is training specifically for this race. Uh, and that's the first time I've actually, um, have trained really in my whole mountain bike career. And this year I didn't have any injuries or anything like that. Um, which in the past, like the tour divide, I kind of had a knee issue and the Colorado trail race two years, I had a knee issue as well. So I think just being prepared um, before the race and knowing what my body could handle before the race really um, helped me physically and not not only physically, but it really, you know, helped me mentally prepare and and know what my body was capable of. So that that helped a lot, I think. Right on. Yeah. So stoked that all the factors sort of came together for you. Yeah, it's not easy. And, you know, bikepacking races, you just you kind of you, you kind of know something's going to go wrong, especially over, you know, a 750 mile stretch. Um, and luckily I, I mean, yeah, hardly anything happened. I, I had my spot device. I lost that. Um, and it was connected to my, uh, my saddlebag. And in past years, I've always had it there, but I'm using a new saddlebag. So it wasn't very secure. Luckily, um, the guy that runs the, tracking lives or was in Flagstaff and I lost it just before Flagstaff. So he got a replacement for me. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I lost a little bit of tire pressure up front in my front tire by the end of, end of everything. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty smooth run and, uh, it's pretty rare to have those. So I'm pretty blessed. So what's next on your agenda, Neil? Any other big goals for this year or next year? Yeah, so staying in the theme of bike packing, um, I'll be doing the Colorado Trail Race again this year from Denver to Durango, hoping to knock off some hours on um, on on that time that I set two years ago. Um, and then... My, I might do some some race in June actually before that race. I'm not I haven't decided yet, but it, it's a Comstock Epic. It's um pretty much trans Nevada. It crosses Nevada from east to west on uh, the Utah border to Reno. So that's on the list. It really depends on work. And then I plan on doing something in the fall. I haven't really decided some sort of bike packing event. Maybe um, the Trans North Georgia or the um, Trans North California or something like that. Um, and then next year, the big one is either going to be the Tour Divide or the Trans Am Trail Race. Um, haven't 
decided yet leaning towards the tour divide just because it would be fun to get another um another year on uh on that route just because i've i did it before uh but the trans am trail race is going to be a new um new race that billy rice uh and i'm helping out with a little bit but it's uh essentially going to be an off-road route from um from the west coast to the east coast and um it's going to be like something like 4500 miles um just ridiculous amount of climbing it's going to be probably the biggest self-supported race out there so um may do that one next year but i may wait um a few years we'll see wow that sounds like an epic route is that going to be mostly dirt roads like the tour divide or will there be single track thrown in or it's it's mainly going to be all all dirt roads all forest surface roads and b roads right on well can't wait to hear more about that once uh once that comes about next year for sure yeah it should be interesting well neil thanks again for joining us and uh sharing your experience on the arizona trail race and good luck with all of your other races this year awesome greg thanks i appreciate it Thanks for joining us, everybody, and we will catch you next week. Peace.